I played not to lose. I played not to look bad. And in that moment, I realized that. Like, I got all of the feedback at once of, look, I would rather have looked stupid in class than look stupid now in front of the people that are, like, genuinely relying on me to save their life. Trying not to die is very different than trying to win. Mm. One of them's running and hiding, and the other one's winning. And, and, you know, it's like the lion is chasing the gazelle. The gazelle, they're both running, but the gazelle is trying not to lose. The lion is trying to win. Just, just what do you want to be, a gazelle or a lion type of thing? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 732, Can You Have Too Many Ideas? What were we talking about there? On Too Many Ideas? Yeah, too the many feature ideas. creature. The feature creature. Feature Basically, creature. Um, execution is more important than ideas. True. Today, for episode number 733, playing to win versus playing not to lose. I was on the phone with a potential client recently who became a client, and we were talking about... When it comes to this person's podcast, they were playing not to lose. They were trying to do the bare minimum to just maintain their influence, to maintain their listens, and they weren't super focused on growing it. And I had this very open and honest conversation, which I was grateful to be able to have, where I said, the problem is a lot of people treat their podcasts like passion projects, but they want them to feed them monetarily like they're a business. Right. And if you're playing not to lose, you're not reinvesting money into your own podcast. You're just playing to like hope that something happens. You're just trying to like stay afloat versus staying uh, trying to swim. And I said, That's, you have to invest money. If you don't invest money into your podcast, it's not going to grow to the level you want it to, and it's not going to be a business at the level you want it to, to be. Right. It was very uh, interesting talk for me because I was more hardcore than I usually am, which was nice to, to be able to give that level of truth. But if you're playing not to, to lose, you're going to be playing the, da- the game completely differently than if you're playing to win. Jesus. We just did the live meetup, so Alan and I are... It's Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's late. It's 8 o'clock p.m. actually right now, but we're here for you. All right, so playing not to lose, I think, is what most people are doing. Playing to win, uh, yeah, I've told this story before, but it's the best example I've got. Let's just hammer it. When I was in AP Calculus in high school, here we go. That's how most good Good stories stories start. start. I was in AP Calculus in high school, and I wanted to pass the AP test. It was probably a month or two out from the AP test. And in this case, I was going to WPI, I already knew that, and it was going to save me thousands of dollars. And I didn't have a lot of money, and I needed financial aid, and I needed scholarships, and so I was really working. And I remember we were doing integral calculus, and I asked a question, and I got made fun of um, by one of the athletes. And he was really popular, and everybody kind of, now in hindsight, I realized they wanted him to like them. So they probably just kind of went with him on this. And I got laughed at you know, for asking a dumb question, quote unquote. And I know we've all been there, at least to some extent, maybe when we were younger, not in high school. And my 
teacher at the time, Mrs. Pryor, favorite teacher of all time, Christine. Awesome, awesome, awesome. She was like, there are no dumb questions. He's trying to learn. And what I find fascinating is that I think most people in high school are playing not to lose, meaning they don't want to look dumb. And what she said is like, there are no dumb questions because he's trying to learn and dumb questions lead to good questions, which lead to learning. And I do agree with that a thousand, a thousand percent. And I hope that Kevin on this episode tells the story about the fire Academy, because I know you've all heard it probably if you're long-term listeners, but if you're a new listener, it really represents this really well. Playing to win means I don't care if I look stupid, I'm going to get better. Playing not to lose is I don't want to be seen failing. I don't want to be laughed at. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to, to, have people know, when you ask a question in calculus, AP calculus, you have to admit, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to ask, aka humility. Instead of pretending that you're great at calculus, and, and the long story short here, is he didn't pass the AP test, and I did. He got a two. You needed at least a three to pass um, out of five. That's how the AP tests work. I never was invited. I think the what <laughs> happened was I think my invitation got lost in the mail. I never for just, AP classes. Eight just AP in general. I think they missed my my street maybe or whatever yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, advanced placement. Yeah, no, they must was, have missed. There was no advanced placement for Jeff. For, yeah, so uh, I got a three and I passed and I got AP credit and that saved me thousands of dollars because WPI is an unreasonably expensive school, and I was playing to win and I won even though I looked dumb along the way, and I think that's what this episode's about. Uh, I think this is, I'll tell the, the Fire Academy story after this, but I think this is something that I'm sure you've seen in relationships. I've seen a lot in relationships too, of people are hmm. not necessarily trying to have growth in their relationship. They're trying to just play it safe and keep the partner, keep the relationship, keep the dynamic, keep the scarcity. It's not about having a committed, growth-minded relationship. It's about having somebody to keep you company. And if you're playing that game, that's a dangerous game to be playing long-term because you're not going to have the level of growth that you want. So I will never forget, this was back when I was driving a truck and I was operating a forklift, which I really enjoyed operating a forklift. It's pretty fun, honestly. Hammer around in the warehouse? You can hammer around in the warehouse, but it's also like wild how much weight those things can lift. Like We had some really big ones that could lift like, 9,000 pounds. Like pretty wild what you can do with those things. But I was talking to my buddy and I was like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this sucks. I hate this. Like we work overtime. They, the people I'm working for have no respect for my time. They just expect me to come in at 4am and work till 6pm. It's like, I don't have a life. This is brutal. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I think being a firefighter would be cool. And he's like, good dude, just go. Like they have on call firefighting in your town, like you can just sign up and they'll probably pay for you to go to the academy. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, that's how it works. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went to my town and I was like, hey, I want to be an on-call firefighter. And they're like, all right, cool. There's a class coming up. It's like six months or whatever. You can take the fire truck. There's four other people from the town going. Like here, you, not the fire truck, fire truck, the pickup truck from the fire department. Right. Um, <laughs> there's like four other people going. We pay for it. You know, you'll get gear from us and everything. Like you're good to go. And I was like, that's awesome. So I went. And it was like this, I think it was six months and it was, I think it was twice a week. It was like Tuesday and Thursday or Monday and Friday. And we would drive 45 minutes to the fire station where they hosted it. And I learned so much. It was like, I'll never forget the first time I went when we did like an actual practical class where like they showed us the oxygen tanks, the, um, it's called an SCBA. I think that's what it's called. Because it's not scuba, because scuba, self-contained breathing apparatus. Scuba's self-contained underwater nice. breathing apparatus. And 
it was like you had to put on all your gear, your helmet, your mask, and be on air within a minute. That was like the the rec uh, the recommendation or requirement. And I remember the first time we did it, I was like, "This is brutal." Like this what was is your first time. Over a minute. Yeah, because you have to do it with. You're supposed to do it with your gloves on. I think it's this whole thing, but. We ended up like doing the six month class and during that class, I just remember thinking like, I just want to pass this thing and get on to the the point where I can be a firefighter and we'd be doing like hydrant drills and we'd be doing truck tours and I never asked questions. I was just afraid to look bad. I was afraid to get laughed at. I was afraid because there was a lot of people in my class whose parents were firefighters. So like they were multi-generational firefighters who it's been running in their family. So they're already on trucks at firehouses. Like they're way more advanced than I, I was at the time. And it literally went like this through the whole thing. I did really well on all the written stuff. Like I was one of the higher in the class and the written stuff. But when it came to asking questions, I was always too embarrassed to do it. And we end up um, at the very end, you have to take the written final, which I think I passed pretty easily. And then you have to take the practical final which is like you show up to a firehouse and out of like nine tasks, I think they pick four or five and you have to get four out of five. You have to pass four out of five. And mine was, oh man, it was throwing a ladder, which is like just throwing a ladder up up against the side of a building because there's a way you have to do it. There was dark room where you have to like crawl through a dark room and do things the right way. There was tying a hose if you were going to hoist it I don't remember. I think one of them was donning your gear within what does a minute. That mean? Don it to put on and then doffing his takeoff right. under a minute, which I did. And there was one other thing. I don't remember what the other thing was, but I failed two of them on my first one. Which ones? The dark room one, because it was something like negligible that I completely forgot about that a lot of people did. And then tying off the nozzle because it was a nozzle I'd never seen before, so I didn't know what to do. Right. Um, but again, these were all questions I could have asked like throughout the academy. So why did you fail in hindsight? Lack of preparation. Lack of preparation. That part wasn't as much about the questions, but I ended up passing, and I went and did my other practical where you have to put out a live fire, and I passed that, and I was like, awesome. All this junk is behind me. Like I'm ready to do this. So I'm on call with the town of Uxbridge, and when you're on call, you get a pager. And this pager, when you're on call for that week, is on your person 24-7. When it goes off, you go to the firehouse. It doesn't matter what time it is or what you're doing. I'm at sleeping, and it goes off at like 3 a.m., and it's like, oh, my God, this is wild. What is happening? So I buzz on down to the fire station. I don my gear. I get in the truck, and here we go. We're going to a car fire. There's a car on fire in somebody's driveway. It's like, this is wild. We got to the scene. And I realized very quickly, like, oh boy, I am in trouble here. You'd be afraid that thing blows up, right? Yeah. Scary. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, everybody? My name is Brandon Lowe. I am the host of the Decide and Design podcast, and I'm also part of the NLU team. I wanted to give a shout out to Kevin and Alan real quick. So when I first started working for Kevin and Alan, they asked me, what kind of skills do you have? What, what can you bring to the table? And I was honest and transparent with them. I was like, I don't have a lot of computer skills. I don't have a lot of sales skills or business skills, but I'm willing to work hard. And they decided to take a chance on me and give me a huge opportunity based off of my character. And when they did that, that really showed me what, what types of people that Kevin and Alan are. I mean, amazing guys who really have been mentoring me, coaching me, and 
taking me under their wing and completely changing my life. I now host a podcast. I'm on the team. I'm connecting with amazing people and I'm becoming the man that I was truly meant to be. And it's because of these two amazing guys. I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. I love you guys. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And if you have the chance to work with Kevin and Alan, I highly, highly recommend it. Again, I wasn't thinking that because I was like, where the fuck am I supposed to do? Pardon my French. Literally, it was like, there's a meme where it's like when you apply for the job and you lie about your qualifications and you get the job and you show up for your first day of work, that's what it was for me. I didn't know what hose to connect to what. I didn't know who to listen to. I didn't know where to go. In that moment, it was like, oh my God, all of those times you had to ask questions about the truck or like to really be curious, like to play to win. I didn't play to win. I played not to lose. I played not to look bad. And in that moment, I realized that. Like I got all of the feedback at once of, look, I would rather have looked stupid in class than look stupid now in front of the Live people fire. Yeah. that are like genuinely relying on me to save their life possibly. Luckily, everything was good. They put out the fire. I can't say I did because I didn't have anything to do with it. And it was in that moment where I realized like this isn't for me. Like I did this all wrong and if this was a live fire, there's a good chance somebody might've died tonight because I wasn't really prepared for what had to get done. So I ended up leaving the fire academy shortly after that because I realized that I didn't have what it took in terms of asking the questions. I just, I, I was playing not to lose more than I was playing to win and it showed, it showed and it will show in your life too. Like the result you get just won't be the same. So again, Alan and I always try to share our pains so you don't have to face them and you don't have to go through your own. Um, but that was one of the more painful things. I dedicated nearly a year of my life to the fire academy and I ended up, I think I was on for maybe a month before it was like, ah, this isn't, this isn't what I'm going to do. So that's my story. I have a really, really fast one and then we'll go on this. If you're out there right now and this is resonating, it means you're probably playing not to lose. Playing not to lose is I don't want to look, I don't want to get judgment from my family on social media. So I'm not going to post. But what you don't realize is that that not posting means you're not going to get that client or you're not going to get that networking opportunity or you're not going to face your fears. You're going to stay small. So like playing not to lose is I don't want to be judged. And and Kevin and I talked about this right before jumping on the mic. What inspires one person will, will repel another. Um, if you're a business coach like I am, and you post business stuff on Facebook, the people that are your friends on Facebook that don't like business won't like you. But anyone who is struggling in their business and needs your help will see it and message you. But if I didn't take the judgment from the non-business people, I wouldn't be able to inspire the business people. And that's just true for everything. You know, even the president of the United States, you know, half the people dislike the person. So you just kind of have to understand that. Are you playing not to lose or are you playing to win? Playing to win is posting it anyway and trusting that, you know, you're going to succeed because of that. Very last story I'll say. I, I remember this will be interesting. Story time. Story time. Super quick. Super so quick. I used to do a lot of Halo tournaments back oh, in the day. Boy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, way back in the day, Halo 2, I was a sophomore in high school. And from sophomore year to basically the the beginning of college back in 2008, I was big into Halo, Halo 2 and Halo 3. Actually, Halo 1, Halo 2, and Halo 3. And there used to be a bunch of Halo 2 tournaments. And I would go, not all over the country, but all over New England to these tournaments. And I remember there's this one big tournament. It was down in Rhode Island. And the, the cash prize was like, I think it was like three grand or something. It was like a lot. And we were winning 
and and we were tied up at the very end. You need 50 kills to win. 50 whoever the first to 50 in this case. And I was playing so scared. I was like the best player ever back then, but for some reason when the game was on the line, I would play with scared money, so to speak. I would be really timid. I wouldn't like and this also happened at WPI too. Same thing. When you remember when the Wii first came out, mm-hmm. Xbox 360 and the Wii, mm-hmm. I played a tournament at WPI. And the Wii, it was near Christmas and they were sold out. These things were worth like 1500 bucks or something crazy when they first came out. I literally played a one-on-one match and I beat everybody and I I was on this last person and he shot a rocket from like across the map and got lucky, hit me, killed me, but I was so freaking scared to lose the Wii that I stopped playing the way I normally play. I buckled under pressure. And I think that's what all our listeners are doing if in some situations. If you're playing not to lose, that's what I did. When it was when it was the time was about to run out and I was in the lead, I was trying to run rather than keep killing yeah. him. And it's like if I had played the way I had started the game, we I would have crushed him, but instead I played with scared money. And the same thing happened with that other tournament. A grenade landed from across the map and I died. I was just trying not to die. And when I in this is a video game, but like trying not to die is very different than trying to win. Mm. One of them's running and hiding, and the other one's winning. And and you know it's like the lion is chasing the gazelle. The gazelle they're both running, but the gazelle is trying not to lose. The lion is trying to win. Just just what do you want to be a gazelle or a lion type of thing in this analogy? Defense and offense. Yeah, exactly. Defense and offense. It's a rare it's a rare episode when you hear AP cal was AP calc AP calculus and firefighting Halo one two three and four. Yeah, Halo one, two, and three. It's a rare and firefighting and firefighting. It's a rare and, and I dropped, and gazelles. I dropped an f bomb today. Yeah, I was on a podcast today, and they're like, "Hey, you have one f bomb you can use." And I was like, "Honestly, I'm not going to use it." Like, I now that you've told me that, it's like it takes you didn't the, use it. No, it takes the allure out. I, I don't want to have to schedule the f. I so you guys can have the f. Nice. You can save that for somebody else. Uh, anything else, man? We were supposed to do like a short episode. It's now seven, 18 minutes in. So we've jeffed yet again. If you're out there, start playing to win. Meaning. You should be more concerned with getting your long-term goals and less concerned with, you know, fear of judgment in the moment or fear of pain or failure in the moment. Fail forward. Play to win. If you are playing to win in your podcast or your business, oh, wow. Alan and I both have one-on-one coaching spots available. Uh, again, Alan and I love podcasting. It's definitely one of our favorite things to do, but we also love coaching. And oh, yeah. I know that if we had coaches like us at the very beginning of this journey, it wouldn't have taken us so long to make money. It would have changed everything. It would have changed everything. And um, I love podcast coaching more than anything. I just That's my genius zone. Alan heard me do it when we were in Colorado. I was on the phone at 6 a.m. with a client. So oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, if you are looking to monetize your show and you already have one, please reach out. I definitely help people do that. We have 35 clients right now in the NLU universe. Uh, But if you haven't started a show yet and you want to reach out, I can help you with that as well. I want to be the podcast guy. For me, this is the, I I said this once on a podcast that this might not be the best sales pitch, but this is what I say. If you want to coach with me, I'm going to help you become more fulfilled because I believe fulfillment is what we're all really looking for. Not happiness, not pleasure, not just joy, but fulfillment, really feeling proud of who you are and where you're headed. And so I believe fulfillment is the soul's recognition of alignment with its highest self. I'm going to help you take your goals, core aspirations, congruent with your core values, congruent with your core beliefs. I'm going to help you align with your highest self, maximize your potential, maximize your contribution, maximize your profitability. That's what I do, career or business, preferably business, but career too. And by the way, your career 
uh, can turn in and tr- transform into a business. <clears throat> Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I was listening to, before we go, I was listening to a podcast. It was on relationships. And out of, I think it was a 28 minute episodes, there were six minutes of ads. Oh, brutal. Six minutes of ads. We're not going to, I don't know. And again, I don't want to say this, but I don't think we're ever going to do ads other than our own. Right. Because I believe that Same. we can help you at a deeper level than us giving you 10% off of whatever. Hand For soap. sure. Hand soap. And so you dig by it? Dove. Dove. This episode, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.